Ready to break free from algorithms, vanity PR, and money-sucking ads? My name's Larissa Worstiak, and I've learned in seven years of jewelry marketing that content is the crown jewel. My agency, Joy Joya, takes a holistic approach, leading with laser-focused storytelling, impactful content creation, and strategic content distribution. This method has worked for the solopreneur as well as the multi-million dollar company, and now I'm sharing the same systems and tactics with you. Here's to standing out in the sea of sparkle. Welcome to episode 247. Finally, in our Jumpstart series, we've made it to social media marketing for jewelry brands. After wrapping up our insightful mini-series on email marketing, it's time to explore the ever-evolving landscape of social media in 2023. Brace yourselves because we've got three exciting episodes ahead packed with everything you need to know. In this episode, we'll start by taking a comprehensive look at the most relevant social media platforms for jewelry brands today. These platforms have become powerful catalysts for brand exposure, customer engagement, and ultimately, business growth. We'll explore how you can leverage each platform's unique features to create a vibrant online presence that truly resonates with your target audience. I'll be covering an overview of the social media platforms that could potentially be relevant for your jewelry brand, the pros and cons of using each of these platforms, and the demographics of the type of audience members who use each platform. If you're new to this podcast, welcome. You should know from now through July of this year, I'm offering a free, yes, free six-month podcast-guided program. It's called Jewelry Marketing Jumpstart, and it involves weekly audio and video lessons, just like this one, but you also get free companion PDF downloads for each new episode. If you haven't already signed up, go to joyjoya.com jump, and I will also put that link in the show notes for you. But before we get to the solid gold, I'd like to take a moment to remind you that this podcast has both audio and video, so you can either listen on your favorite podcast platform or watch on YouTube by searching Joy Joya. I am just a few subscribers short of a thousand, so it would be awesome if you can help me get there on YouTube. You can always support the podcast for free by taking the time not only to subscribe, but also to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Speaking of podcasts, did you know I also co-host another one with jewelry marketer Liz Kantner? It's called Success with Jewelry. We've already released 41 free episodes everywhere you listen to podcasts as well as on YouTube. And we also have an insider community that you can learn more about by visiting successwithjewelry.com. Okay, my sparklers, let's get into the next installment of Jewelry Marketing Jumpstart, which is going to set you up for social media success. I'm going to provide an overview of the four platforms that I think are most relevant for jewelry brands today, and those are Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Pinterest. So first, let me start with that overview of each of these four platforms, and then I'll tell you a little bit about the typical demographic profile of the people who use these platforms. So let's get started with Instagram. Instagram has become a go-to platform for jewelry brands, and for good reason. 
as I'm sure you know, I think most people listening to or watching this podcast have an Instagram account for their business, so you know it's visually oriented. It allows you to showcase your stunning stunning jewelry pieces in all their glory. And this platform's emphasis on high-quality images and videos just makes it a perfect fit for the types of products that you sell. Now, it's really evolved over the years from a simple photo-sharing app to really a thriving social media platform, and even more than that, a connection platform for businesses to reach their target customers. And over the years, you've seen Instagram introduce features like video sharing. Remember when that was a thing? It seems so silly now to think that, oh, that was a new feature, when nowadays, how could you imagine Instagram without video? Instagram stories was a new feature at some point, IGTV, Reels, all these things were released with the purpose to encourage its users to engage and interact more, to keep them on the platform. So it really emphasized that visual type of content. It helps both users and businesses foster connections. It really promotes creativity. And this continuous evolution have made it a leading platform for personal expression, brand promotion, and community building. So love it or leave it, it's still super relevant for many jewelry platforms. It's really just about how to use it most effectively for your goals without worrying too much about how the algorithm is like negatively impacting your reach or engagement. So trying to make the most out of it without like complaining too much about the powers that be. And in terms of demographics, Instagram attracts a wide range of users. So it has, it's slightly younger compared to some other platforms like Facebook. The primary demographic is millennials and I would say Gen Z, older Gen Z, and there's a fairly even split between male and female users. Okay, let's move on to Facebook next. I bet you can't believe that I've included Facebook on this list. Please remember as I walk through these four platforms, this is so important to keep in mind, and I'm mentioning it because I hear it all the time, but I don't use this platform, but I don't like this platform, but I don't think this platform's relevant. Just because you don't like a platform or you personally don't use a platform doesn't necessarily mean that your customers also won't be using it. So, and Facebook I think is a really good example of that. It often gets ignored even when there's potential there or even when there's already an audience that the brand has built on Facebook. So even though Facebook doesn't have the same visual focus as Instagram, it remains one of the largest and most influential social media platforms. The focus here is really on community engagement and Facebook continues to evolve as a platform, encouraging social connection and information sharing on a global scale. In terms of the demographics of Facebook, I bet you can guess if I had you guess, but it it does span all age groups. However, it tends to have a slightly older user base with a higher concentration of adults aged 35 and above. And gender-wise, it's split kind of equally between male and female. So if you reach 
a an older audience or you already have an audience on Facebook that's engaged, please don't ignore Facebook just because you personally don't like it or don't want to spend time there. All right, now let's talk about the platform that has taken the social media world by storm, TikTok. This platform's explosive growth and popularity make it a really enticing one for jewelry brands that are looking to reach younger audiences like Gen Z. The algorithm of this platform is really designed to promote content based on its potential appeal, so it could give you an opportunity to quickly gain visibility in a way that, especially for a new brand, is like close to impossible on Instagram. So that's one thing that's really appealing about TikTok. Another key aspect that makes it attractive to jewelry brands is the highly creative and entertaining nature of the platform. So this short form video format allows businesses and users to create quick, eye-catching content that can really showcase jewelry pieces, but in a more like personal, accessible, captivating way. And I think jewelry brands can really leverage TikTok's editing tools, the effects, the filters. If you are a more creative brand, if you really want to engage with your audience, there's so much you can do through video content and just having fun with the goal of capturing attention and sparking interest. And also because they have this algorithm content discovery system, it gives the chance for jewelry brands to reach their target audience. Again, as I mentioned, in a way that Facebook definitely can't do. Instagram probably can't do unless you are partnered with like influencers or other brands. In terms of demographics, TikTok has really gained immense popularity among Gen Z, some younger millennials, even people from older demographics, but definitely Gen Z. So it makes it a go-to platform for brands that are targeting that younger demographic. It's predominantly female, and it appeals to people who want creative and engaging and entertaining content. Finally, let's discuss Pinterest. So while it may not be as talked about as platforms like Instagram or TikTok, Pinterest definitely remains a valuable platform for jewelry brands. Actually, I think it's highly underrated and often overlooked. So if you're not familiar with it, it's a visual discovery platform and allows users to search, save, and organize images. Now, why it's unique and appealing for jewelry brands is that The audience there on Pinterest is highly receptive and engaged. They're typically looking for something the way someone might search on Google. So they're more open to finding things. They're not being interrupted by like a post on Instagram. And then that visual discovery nature of Pinterest aligns perfectly with the essence of jewelry. So you can present your collections, designs, inspirations through captivating images and videos. And the pins that you can create as a jewelry brand can highlight so many different aspects of your products, like the intricate details, ways to style, the craftsmanship, behind the scenes, different color stories, how trends relate to your jewelry. There's just so many things you can do with it. And again, what makes it particularly interesting for jewelry brands 
is the long-term value. And what I mean by that is, unlike other social media platforms like Instagram, like TikTok, where the content really quickly fades away in users' feeds, Pinterest content has a longer lifespan. So it kind of stays present longer and it can be relevant for years after you post something. I have clients who have pins that literally they posted years ago and still get really great performance and are driving traffic to their website. You cannot say the same for content on Instagram. And that's what makes Pinterest really special. So in terms of demographic, Pinterest is primarily women between the ages of 18 and 49. So if you're targeting a female audience, if you're targeting really anyone from Gen Z to Gen X and maybe even older, this is a good platform for you. And you want to think about the fact that most of Pinterest users are utilizing it for things like planning their wedding, getting fashion inspiration, getting home decor ideas. So if you sell wedding bands, engagement rings, and you're not on Pinterest, huge missed opportunity. But again, also all jewelry brands, especially if you are more fashion forward, trend driven. So now that I've given an overview of each of these four platforms and a rundown of the demographics, I wanna share some pros and cons of each one. You may even be familiar from just using the platforms, but something to really think about as we go forward in the next two episodes about social media, if you're thinking about dropping a platform that you use, if you're thinking about adjusting your strategy or taking on a new platform, you really want to be aware of the pros and cons. So Instagram first. One of the key pros is the vast user base. There's over a billion monthly active users, so you have the potential to find your target customer in this vast and wide audience. As I mentioned before, there's a very heavy emphasis on visual content, which perfectly suits jewelry brands. But a con is that the platform is highly competitive, as I'm sure you know. Many jewelry brands are vying for attention on there and to stand out that really requires consistent, high quality content. Also, you're probably aware Instagram's algorithm can feel a bit mysterious. Even though Instagram has been trying to be more transparent lately about that algorithm, But ultimately, that can make it more challenging for you to ensure that your content is consistently visible to your followers and to the people who you want to see it. There are also new features constantly being released, and it can be really hard to keep up with that and know the best practices and know how to best use all these features unless you're like a social media marketing expert. So that can be really tough. Let's talk now about Facebook pros and cons. So the primary advantage of using Facebook, again, wide age range of users, broad demographic. My favorite thing about Facebook is when you post on there, it's really easy to share a link to a product. And I see Facebook often for my clients as a driver of traffic to the website in a way that You can't track so easily on Instagram. You can't post links so easily on Instagram. 
But on Facebook, it's kind of easy to click through to a website. So that's definitely a pro. On the downside, Facebook's organic reach has really declined in recent years. So this means that without paid advertising, and I'm sure you found this if you use Facebook for your brand, it can be challenging to get your content seen by a large portion of followers. And it's pretty much impossible to get seen by new people unless you are like doing some kind of active outreach or investing in advertising. And I would say also the user base on Facebook is becoming more passive. So people on there are spending less time actively engaging with content and more just like scrolling or connecting with their friends because that's what a lot of people do on Facebook. Okay, TikTok pros and cons. So one of the pros of using TikTok is that there is a highly engaged user base. I saw a statistic that users spend an average of 55 minutes per day on the platform. (laughs) Wow. So that creates a massive opportunity for your brand to capture the attention of these people. The video format on TikTok TikTok as well allows you to really get creative. The sky's the limit with creativity, to be entertaining, to be fun, that and create content that resonates with your audience. The cons are the platform's user base skews heavily toward younger people, primarily Gen Z and younger millennials. So if your target audience is older, you may not find as much success on TikTok. Also, if you're not interested in like keeping up with trends and on TikTok specifically, it may be hard to keep up. The nature of that content and what is like popular and what performs well changes so quickly. So you have to be committed to knowing like what's hot and cool on TikTok. And lastly, let's talk about Pinterest pros and cons. So one of the biggest pros of using Pinterest As I mentioned before, the long-term value. So unlike other platforms where content is quickly disappearing from user feeds, Pinterest content has a longer lifespan. Also, just like with Facebook, it's very easy to click from a pin to a website. So it could be a great way to drive traffic to your online store. But a con is the user base can be more niche primarily females, as I said, between the ages of 18 and 49. And they're usually there with a specific purpose, like planning a wedding, getting fashion inspiration, like designing a room in their house, whatever. So if your target audience doesn't resonate with those activities or falls outside this demographic, then it may not be the most effective platform for your brand. All right, that's it for now, but the next two episodes are going to be diving further into this topic. So if you finished this part of this episode and said, okay, that's great, but which platforms should I be using and how, don't worry, I will cover the tips and best practices for each of these platforms, how to audit your current social media marketing strategy, and how to measure success on social media. Remember to go to joyjoya.com slash jump for more information, action items, and further resources. Before we get into the gold mine, as well as my jewelry marketing news roundup, I want to share a case study of a brand that I think embodies what I talk about on this podcast. 
All right, so these aren't my thoughts about how I'd apply my approach to marketing to a jewelry brand in the wild. Before I get into today's case study, which is about the brand Diamond Nexus, I wanna go on a very tiny tangent just to give you some context. So there's a book, you may have heard about it before. If not, highly recommend it. I'll put a link to it in the show notes called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. So in this book, he emphasizes the importance of positioning your customer as the hero of the story. And then you, the brand, are the guide. The brand is never the hero, the customer is the hero. So the author highlights that effective marketing messages should really focus on addressing the customer's challenges and helping them achieve their goals rather than merely promoting the brand's features or achievements. And when you position the customer as the hero, then you can tap into their desires, their aspirations, their struggles, and that leads to a strong emotional bond and connection. And then you as the brand are like the guide and you help the customer be the hero by providing necessary tools, resources, support, products to help that customer overcome their obstacles and like have shining success. And this approach, when you do it, it really creates a compelling narrative that resonates with your customers, positions your brand as a trusted ally on their journey, and ultimately drives engagement and loyalty. Got it? So let's talk about the brand I want to highlight today, given this background information. So I'm going to be talking about Diamond Nexus, and this is an e-commerce brand that specializes in jewelry made from lab-grown diamonds and simulated diamonds. A recent email campaign of theirs caught my eye because of the subject line, which was, your design, our expertise, enjoy 10% off. And I immediately thought to myself, oh, that sounds very building a story brand-esque. It's very much like the philosophy of the author I just talked about. Your design, our expertise. And the email campaign itself is super simple, nothing complicated. It just has a photograph of a sketched design of a ring that's next to the finished ring product. And again says, custom jewelry, your vision, our expertise, and then the short sentence, craft your dream jewelry piece with ease and guidance from our world-class designers. Then the button custom jewelry, which takes you to the landing page. And all the language on this page is really positioned to make the customer feel like the hero and Diamond Nexus as the guide. So I'll just read a little blurb so you can kind of understand what I'm talking about here. So quote, you have the freedom to create a custom wedding ring from scratch, tailor any of our existing wedding band designs, or rejuvenate your treasured bands with a fresh aesthetic. Our team of world-class designers and artisans collaborate with you throughout the process, ensuring your vision for the perfect custom wedding ring comes to life, end quote. So I want you to think about how are you making your customer the hero in their own story while you are serving as their guide? What do you think about that? Let me know in a podcast review or a YouTube comment. 
Okay, let's get into the gold mine. If you're new to this podcast, the gold mine is a segment that I like to do when I speak a little bit more personally about topics in entrepreneurship, mindset, success, growth, overcoming like your personal roadblocks toward building your business, etc. So today, let's get real about those tempting quick fix solutions and I say quick fix in quotes, that promise overnight success. You know the ones I'm talking about, right? They're like shiny illusions, making us believe that there are magic shortcuts in business. And let's face it, we've all been lured in by promises that seem too good to be true. And more often than not, they actually are. Business is just tough, my sparklers, and I've heard countless stories of people who fall for the allure or the promise of instant success and then really pay the price when reality hits them like a ton of bricks. But I get it. We all want that secret, (laughs) that like magic wand that will catapult your jewelry business to greatness. I wish that I could give that to you. I really do. And it's even more tempting when we are actually bombarded with promises, with flashy new technologies that claim to make everything easy peasy. And I wanna give, when I talk about flashy new technologies, let's use AI tools as an example, artificial intelligent tools, tools like ChatGPT and others. These tools have incredible potential, but the way that they're positioned and because they're so shiny and new, it's really easy to think that they'll solve all our problems with a flick of their digital wands. But let's take a step back and get real. And I'll stick with AI as the example, but you can really substitute any new shiny tool, new innovation, like business service that's promising you the world, you can really substitute anything here. here. But AI is undeniably cool. For sure, it can streamline processes. It can give you valuable insights. It can help you make data-driven decisions. But it's not a one-size-fits-all solution for all businesses and it's not a shortcut to instant success. We can't just rely on algorithms and automations and expect miracles to happen in business. I know from working with jewelry business owners for the past seven years that my clients' businesses, and I'm sure your businesses, they thrive on really deep connections with your customers. They thrive on knowing your customers inside and out delivering exceptional craftsmanship and creativity. And fancy, shiny tools, technologies cannot replace those things. So a tool like AI, it can be our trusty sidekick. It can enhance our expertise, but it's not a superhero cape that like magically fixes everything or will make you wake up tomorrow and suddenly have the jewelry business of your dreams. It's a tool in your toolbox, but it's not a quick fix that sweeps all the challenges away. 
And don't get me wrong, I think when there are new tools, when there are new technologies like AI and other solutions that do promise convenience, they promise quick results, we should look into those things. But cautiously, do your homework. Dive deep into what these so-called quick fix solutions can really do for what you are doing in your unique way in your jewelry business. So don't fall for those flashy promises, like the illusion that it's the answer. And instead look for maybe examples of how other people have used the tools and explore it yourself just for fun and see like what actually is the reality of this and what is truly possible, not just the illusion of what is possible. Being a successful jewelry business owner takes time. It takes effort. It takes a lot of hard work. There's no way around it. So let's embrace the values that make your business special, your passion, your craftsmanship, your dedication, and knowing that the real magic, the thing that will help you achieve your success is your creativity, is your customer-centric approach, and your storytelling. Also paired with a tool, also paired with the power of technology, but remembering at the end of the day that there's no quick fix that can replace the journey and learning on the way. And I know it's not the most exciting thing to hear, especially when like other books, other podcasts, other YouTube channels might sell you the dream of easy success in five simple steps or whatever. But if you're serious, and I know you are my sparklers, you'll keep searching for ways to work smarter, becoming more efficient, more confident, without falling into that trap of seeking instant success. So I'm here to debunk the illusion of quick fixes, and I want you to focus on building a sustainable foundation for your sparkling jewelry empire. What do you think about that? Does it resonate with you? Let me know in a YouTube comment or podcast review, and I'd love to know your thoughts. All right, let's get into the news roundup where I shared three relevant articles related to jewelry or marketing. The first one comes from Retail Dive, and it's called Google Introduces Generative AI Virtual Try-On Tool. So Google recently introduced a virtual try-on tool using generative AI, and initially they're releasing it for virtual try-on of women's tops or shirts. And the senior director of product and shopping at Google wrote, our new generative AI model can take just one clothing image and accurately reflect how it would drape, fold, cling, stretch, and form wrinkles and shadows on a diverse set of real models in various poses. That is very, very cool. And shoppers can actually select the models so they could choose someone who looks like them. And right now they can virtually try on tops from brands like H&M, Loft, Everlane, and Anthropology, And the tool is really helping consumers visualize how garments may look on different body types, different skin tones, hair colors, hair types. And Google's hoping to expand this tool to include men's apparel later this year. So my main takeaway is, first of all, super cool. I would love to see this 
for jewelry, especially like in Google search results. And I think by embracing these innovative tools, jewelry businesses especially can provide a more immersive and personalized online shopping experience, which ultimately boosts customer engagement, lowers return rates, and just makes customers more happy and satisfied overall. The next one is actually from a podcast episode from the Glossy Podcast, and it's the Glossy's Weekend Review, talking high-end jewelry news with Sotheby's Frank Everett. So in the jewelry market, as they talk about on this episode, there's a noticeable division emerging between two distinct consumer groups. One is the true luxury shoppers, and the other is the aspirational shoppers. And this growing split reflects a shift in consumer behavior and preferences. So as you can imagine, true luxury shoppers are characterized by their discerning taste, high purchasing power, desire for exclusive and exceptional pieces. They value things like craftsmanship, heritage, rarity. They're seeking out prestigious brands. And for them, jewelry really serves as a statement of status and individuality. But on the other hand, the aspirational shoppers, while they're aspiring to or dreaming of their own luxury jewelry, they may have more limited budgets and they may want to buy into brands, but they're opting for like more accessible things. They're obviously prioritizing affordability, maybe more trendy designs, and they're emulating this luxury lifestyle without investing in it the same way. Basically, this divide in the market is suggesting that jewelry brands need to cater to both of these consumer segments, offering both the high-end luxury options and then more affordable alternatives to capture this wide customer base. My main takeaway is know your customers and what they want from their experience with your brand. You may even have these two types of customers, so really understand how to simultaneously cater to and speak to each one of them. And the last article today comes from Tech Target, and it's called Top 9 Best SMS Marketing Examples with Templates. If you're feeling a little bit unsure about SMS marketing, but maybe you're curious about it, I think you can still do it in a way that engages customers who are already interacting with you and your website, but then using SMS to nudge them to take an action or make a purchase. And that comes through automated or triggered SMS. And I would recommend, again, if you're curious, check out the link to this article in the show notes because the article has really helpful templates and like sample texts that can assist you in writing the actual copy for each type of SMS message. So SMS or text marketing has already been proven to be an effective strategy for capturing customer attention and boosting engagement. Unlike email marketing, which which often struggles with low open and click-through rates, SMS marketing boasts significantly higher click-through rates, and I absolutely see this with my own clients. Way better click-through on SMS. It can improve conversion rates, ultimately leads to improved return on investment, and there are lots of ways you can do this 
without necessarily sending like regular campaigns if you're nervous about that. So having an SMS welcome message to welcome your new subscribers, introduce them to the brand, offer a welcome discount code. You can have automated product alerts. So if there's a new product launch or if a customer has expressed interest in an out of stock product or you have new colorways, you can have an automated message to share restocks to generate excitement. Abandon cart reminders so you can remind customers about items they left in their cart, maybe offer incentive to complete the purchase, and customer appreciation, which is so nice, showing gratitude to your loyal customer by sending them exclusive offers, first looks, discounts. My main takeaway is it's important for business owners and marketers who use SMS to adhere to applicable regulations, provide an opt-out, and be mindful of consumer customer concerns. But if you do it mindfully and you leverage some of the tactics that I mentioned, you can start really engaging with your audience and using SMS to drive conversions. That is all for today. What did you think about this episode? Do you have questions about anything about Jewelry Marketing Jumpstart? You can always email me Larissa, that's L-A-R-Y-S-S-A at joyjoya.com. If you love this podcast, please share with a friend who'd appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe as well as leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're completely new to digital marketing, then you'll wanna purchase and read a copy of my book, Jewelry Marketing Joy. Visit joyjoya.com book for more information.